here. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hey, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Dear Diary. Um, for today's episode, we're kind of going to do a 2020... 2020 review. <laughs> Thank you. Um, slash recap. And so we're just going to go through the different months and talk about like, our highlights and also the lows, because there are definitely a lot of lows this year. Um, oh, too many, to be frank. But yeah, that's kind of our plan for today's episode. So sit back, relax, and hope y'all enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're starting off with the month of January. Honestly, I feel like January of 2020, like, kind of just flew by. Like, I feel like I was, I feel like at that point in my life, like, there was so much going on. But at the same time, I was kind of just, like, cruising through life. And then, boom, out of nowhere. The Kobe. passing of Kobe and Gigi. Oh, my goodness. I was, I think that was a Sunday. It, bro. It was a Sunday because I had, was like, a board meetings and I was so sad that day. I remember that day so vividly. It's actually crazy. I remember that I had just made brunch. And I had texted you to come over to the Affinity. And you came over. We made our plates. Sat down. Was about to eat. And, you know, we were just scrolling through social media and whatnot. And then I saw that shit. And I told you. And I was like, bro, why are people saying that Kobe Bryant died? At first, I thought you were fucking with me. You you did. I thought they were fucking with us, I was like, what are you talking? Because it wasn't a TMZ that said that. And nobody else was saying that. Yes, it was just TMZ and then a bunch of people on Twitter. And then the reason why it was so messed up and, like, we thought it was fake was because everybody was giving out different information. Like, people yes. are saying Kobe's whole family died. Just Kobe died. Or Kobe and three daughters. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, um, I remember literally it got to the point where you were like, okay, I'm putting my phone away. I'm not even going to look at that anymore. And then, but I, and I said I was going to do the same, but I literally couldn't. I was glued no, to my I phone. No, I had to put my phone like... down because there was literally so much going on. Yeah. That I was just like, I'm going to drive myself crazy when I don't even know information is true. Like, it's going to drive me insane trying to figure out what's the truth and what's not because every source was saying something different. I was like, I'm just going to have to wait until tonight. Exactly. And I feel like his passing is a celebrity passing that really hit me hard which I was kind of shocked by because like he wasn't like my favorite basketball player I didn't even follow him or anything but I feel like just in everybody's head like he's Kobe Bryant like that name alone holds so much weight and so when you hear of a legend like him dying it's like it just like makes it goes to show how short life is and how fragile it is Like, Mans would always use his helicopter to go everywhere. And it's like, how come that one time, that one time is where something happens? And it's so fucked up. I remember literally. No, it was just, it it really came out of nowhere because it was just so, I mean, it's not like most people expect for death to happen. Mm -hmm. But it was just so unexpected. Exactly. Like, something that he regularly does. And then just boom, like... And it was also crazy just how it happened. Like, it was, like, the helicopter, and it had landed somewhere in Cali. I think it was near Calabasas. Honestly, I have no clue. I can't remember, but it was, like, near... It was, like, a barren area. I Mm -hmm. think there might have been, like, a highway kind of, like, close by, but not really close by. 
and it was just crazy like seeing the pictures like that people had of the scene like whoa honestly i don't even think i saw any pictures like that and i think that was good because like out of respect for the family too one thing that that really because like during that time i was still like on track to be a journalism major let's say um and that really opened my eyes because i was like damn is this really how the media sphere is because tmz literally dropped that without talking to the family without i think isn't that how they found out like through the media and everything before the police even informed them and i'm like honestly i think it was through the media because everything i don't think they knew yeah because she hadn't said anything I think it was just the media that found out because they weren't even identifying people or bodies. Exactly. It took a minute. Who exactly it was. It took them a minute. So I don't think the family knew, which was fucked up, that we knew before them. Yeah. I literally, like, afterwards, I remember me and you, we literally, like, we couldn't even talk, bro. We were literally sitting at the kitchen table in shock, just, like... In silence, In silence. Because it was like, what the hell can you say? I just remember, I don't... Even just talking about it now, I'm getting like flush, and I'm like, "Frick!" Like, I don't. That's something. Like hearing his death and that happening is something that I will literally never forget. Yeah, I remember it so vividly. Thing like that for me is um, Michael Jackson's death. Like I just remember hearing it on the radio because he was such a like everybody knew of Michael Jackson, and I remember like when I was younger, like I really liked his music and stuff. And I just remember hearing that on the radio, like, while I was driving, um, I think I was driving to either Brooklyn or Queens with my family, mm-hmm. and we were just sitting in the car in shock, like, I was just like, bro, that was MJ, like, yeah. what? Exactly, when, like, celebrities of that magnitude die, it's like, you can't, it, that's why it's so shocked, because literally, I can say it's like, it's Kobe Bryant, it's MJ, because they're literally, I like, I don't even know what to say, they, they just hold, their names hold so much power i don't know if that's like the correct word I, I don't know if it's the right term but they're kind of like household names like exactly knows of them like you may not follow basketball but you definitely know who kobe bryant is exactly right? and of course everybody dies but you just never expect it to be so soon and so sudden like if he was sick that was one thing but it was literally a crash that took him so suddenly yeah no that was i was just wow that was crazy that was crazy. Um, but now we're going to move on to February. <laughs> let let you start off February since you want to talk about that event. February. <laughs> I feel like February was, you know, as usual, quick month. Um, You know, we have Black History Month going on. So, like, a lot of events on campus for that. And, like, something that... Um, GW that GW has is at the end of the month, there's sort of like a huge like event and it's called like finale. Mm-hmm. And um, this was our first year going. Yes, ma'am. That, it was so much fun. Honestly. Wait, that was like, your first year too? Yeah, that was my first year. Okay, I, I thought it was go. just me. I, I remember seeing like other people go my freshman year, but I was just like, I think I had worked that day and I was just like not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I think I heard about it like way last minute. And I was like, yeah, I'm not about to go searching for a dress to go out. Yeah. So it just didn't happen. Um, that was my first year going to, cause like literally freshman year, I did not go out 
at all because of one social anxiety two I was just like I didn't I didn't really talk to people on campus like that like literally I the only real real person like I talked to was Lauren on campus and I was I don't think she actually she did go but I don't know this year I was like you know what I'm trying to go out more I'm trying to be more active and like participate in the community a little bit more and so me and you decided to go I mean you had Denalia with us yeah but you speak on finale more because to be honest I don't remember too much of it I just remember like (laughs) I just remember like the beginning part and the one um that I do remember a lot was when Little Whistle came on because that, oh my was, God. that was our song at that moment. And me and Nalia were like sitting down on the chairs. And I remember the Blow the Whistle comes on, like, no, 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 where's Mel? And I grabbed Nalia's hand and like we're going through the crowd, going through the crowd and rushing over to you. And then we come over to you and we're dancing to our part. And I'm like, yes. No, finale was a night, honestly. It was such it was it was such a good night for multiple reasons and for me it was just like weird because like I feel like I went out a lot as a freshman mm-hmm. and then my sophomore year like I like I feel like I went to like a few parties but I wasn't going out as much as I did my um freshman year just because like I was working a lot more and I just had like a lot more going on so like if I was hanging out with people like it was just like chill vibes with friends and so I feel like finale was like a really good time for me because I feel like at that point I hadn't really gone out much. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, oh my God, yes. Like this is my time to like really have fun. And it was also my first time going to this event, which is like a staple in the black community at GW. So I was like exactly. really excited to participate in it. But also just like seeing the hard work that people go through to like put that event on and yes. like how nice it was. Like, honestly, it was just such a vibe. And I really liked the venue. Um, I think it was in Yeah, Georgia. it was mad nice. It was in The Georgetown. venue was hella nice. I was shook when we pulled up. I was like, <laughs> yo, this is like some celebrity shit. <laughs> and everybody was like dressed so nice. Like, yes. It was just nice seeing It was good know? vibes all around. And it was it like was a really, really great year. A, a great the, time to end the, was. like, sem- um, not the semester, the month. But also, like, that was the last big event of our semester, too. So I feel Basically. like that was, like, the perfect, you know, finale. <laughs> It was the perfect finale to our time. Exactly. And on campus because after that, it was clipped. Um, But yeah, no, finale was just a good night overall. Like, just very good vibes. And basically, like Esme said, it was really the beginning of the end. It was the beginning of the end because come March, um, people were getting kicked off campus. Literally, I was literally... (laughs) I literally remember, yo, it was so fucking crazy because at this point, I was hanging out with, um, I was hanging out, like, with some of my other friends, and I just remember, like, uh, hanging out with, like, I wasn't necessarily friends with these people, but I knew who they were on campus, and so we were hanging out, and we got kicked off campus around the time of spring break, and they were just talking about how upset they were, like, 
it was their senior year and how it sort of like fucked up everything and I feel like now I'm kind of like experiencing that and like sort of having the fear of having to experience a senior year kind of like that next year Mm -hmm. and it's just like really sad like thinking about it like we were really just evicted off campus like literally pulled from our ordinary (laughs) life and like obviously this didn't only happen to us like this happened to other college students around the world and happened to other people like with their jobs and shit so it's not like it was only us and I'm kind of being a little dramatic about it but like you not though you're entitled to your feelings how fast and how everything kind of like escalated because I feel like people said or like research now said that Corona was in the U.S. around either December or January. Mm-hmm. And like there really wasn't talk about it until like March and things just really like escalated and got crazy. And it was just like, OK, everybody needs to just leave now. And it's crazy because like I remember like looking at our emotions now towards not being on campus and our emotions then like I remember we were in the basement of district and we we're like heading off to Marvin to go study when we got the notification that we were gonna have like two extra weeks and I remember like we were mad hype because we're like two extra weeks of spring break like are you kidding me <laughs> exactly they're like okay April 3rd they're gonna reevaluate or whatever um all of a sudden depression started to set in and we're like okay we're definitely not going back to campus for the rest of the semester and it was just mad crazy because it's like you never like it came out of nowhere you never expected it like no one expected i never even heard of a pandemic like i've heard of pandemics but like i didn't know about pandemics like that until literally march when we got kicked off of campus yeah no i like i don't know it's like weird because i feel like this is like, this is a thing that you kind of have to, like, live in to, like, really understand the extent mm-hmm. of it. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like you can read up on literature and shit and, like, other stuff that happens, but you really will not understand it until, like, you truly live through it. And, like, uh, me being a public health major, like, this this wasn't anything new to me. Like, I've been learning about this. Like, I've heard of other epidemics that have happened. And it's just, like, really crazy to me because, like, living in it now, I'm, like, really connecting the dots. And it's just, like, this is crazy like this is a very special unique but scary time in our life right now (laughs) exactly like how you're saying like thinking back to like obviously like learning about other pandemics and like connecting it now and being able to obviously like times were different but like you realize how it affects literally every single thing like obviously we can't go to school we're home we can't work all of that but also like our mental health like you can't go anywhere you're so isolated and by yourself that you kind of have to take solace in your own comfort and being in your own space and for some people that is not easy because they are extroverts they are used to being around so many different people and so if you're not comfortable with yourself this is a very very difficult time and it's also a time where a lot of people had have to like be confronted with their own emotions learn how to deal with that and that is not the easiest thing to face. Yeah, no, this, at least for me, it's been sort of like, I don't know, I, I, like I was just saying, this is just so like, it's still hard for me to like wrap my mind around and like mm-hmm. fathom because this is crazy. Like, it's such a big magnitude. Bro, it's just so drastic. Like, um, at least for, like, me and my experience, like, I went to, like, boarding school at the age of 14, and so I, like, lived at school for most of my high school life, 
and I was only really home like for summer and for breaks like that. And the same goes with college. Like I, I live in New York, but I go to school in DC now. And it's just like, I haven't been home for this long since I was in middle school. So it's like getting back into a routine and kind of like living with my family and like not being as independent. Like, it's just, it's so confusing for me. And like, I'm also a person who's like, I love being with people. Like I'm an Mm -hmm. extrovert, but I'm also kind of an introvert in the fact that like, I do appreciate some alone time, but like, this has been way too much alone time. (laughs) This is way too much like my I feel like my social meter is like it's begging for attention it <laughs> like needs filling it needs filling and it's like I feel like at some point during the quarantine like we can probably talk about this more towards like later when we're talking about our highs and lows but I feel like mm-hmm. I like I genuinely developed anxiety and like depression like there mm-hmm. was a point where I really wasn't even talking to anybody like I just spent my whole day in bed doing nothing like I literally had nothing to do. And I think this was more around like the summertime or like towards the end of the semester, because it's just like, I didn't have classes filling up my time. Like, what was I supposed to do? Like we were in lockdown. Like I couldn't really go out and do anything like, yeah. Oh my goodness. I feel like those emotions started to set in for me. Um, like around between August and October, and like like you said, we're gonna talk about it later. When we're talking about our lows because it's very tied into both of our lows. Um, but definitely just started to feel so hopeless because coming into twenty twenty, I feel like I had so many plans and so many things that I wanted to do. Like even with starting my YouTube channel, like I literally got a book and planned out a bunch of different ideas, and for literally almost all of my ideas, I haven't even been able to do it because all of the things that were tied to it are no longer happening. I can't make vlogs at school. I can't be shooting my first day at school because what am I doing? I'm literally getting out of my bed and rolling over to my desk in my pajamas still with my hair messed up. And exactly. And it's like, like how you were saying, I just, I don't know. I literally just remember being so upset and I, like, when we talk about our lows, like, I, in the beginning, I was the hopeful one out of the both of us. And then it got to the point where I was like, what am I even being hopeful for right now? Like, nothing is happening. Nothing is no, going to absolutely. happen. And I just became, I, I don't know, I just became so depressed. And I was like, what the hell am I even doing at this point? No, and for me, it's like an issue because I'm like... I'm not really much of an optimist. Like, I like to look Mm -hmm. at things from, like, more of a realistic point of view. Some may call it pessimistic, but I think it's (laughs) a realist or realistic point of view. And, like, at that point, like, just, like, stuff that I had learned from classes and just, like, looking at everything, like, I was just like, yeah, no, everything is looking hella slow right now, like this is not going away anytime soon and it hasn't anytime soon. it hasn't it hasn't because people don't want to stay home people Period. don't want to wear their masks let them know so going out to parties in a pandemic what are you doing stay you at know, home right now a new year's party in the middle of a pandemic bro i saw this picture on twitter and when i saw it, like and it's crazy because a lot of the stuff that is, that is happening like people going out is even like phasing me anymore like obviously i'm upset but i'm like what am I expecting? People are stupid. People are selfish, especially in America. They're going to do what they want to do. And it was this picture. I don't know if it was like in America or the UK, but it was like people, it was kind of like an apartment. So basically the apartment doors open 
that whole apartment, bro, is mad bodies, like flooded with people. Bro, I've seen no way real... too many pictures of that. Did you also no see that to turn. Huh? Wait, it was a video. It was a video, and literally, it told me the out of the bar, apartment. They were taking shot. There was this guy taking. Like, I saw that like, one bro. out of girls' bro, mouth, and like, what, first uh, of all, even if we weren't in a pandemic, what that's are you nasty. Doing? What are you doing? No, the same with the video I'm talking about because it was like, first off, even if you were in a pandemic, why would you even go to a party like this? Like, you can't even turn around to move. Like, bro, they were literally packed side by side, R- coming out of the apartment into the hallways, up the stairs. You could not move or turn your shoulders, Mel. And I'm like, what kind of party is that? Why would you want to do that out of a pandemic, let alone in a pandemic? And none of y'all have masks on. And then y'all want to be talking about the government, this, that, and the third. Like, yes, the government isn't handling it the best, but, like, how are we even expected to come out of this? And I feel like it's just mad selfish because there's some people are actually trying to be cognizant and, like, they want to come out of this alive. And they're trying to be protective of their family members who are um, more susceptible to getting the virus. And it's, like, it's just so selfish and I can't even, I can't. Um, so I guess we can move on to the month of April. Girl, um, nothing happened in April. I feel like April was just like more quarantine. Honestly, I feel like during this period of like the pandemic and like even up until now, like I wasn't really like keeping up with like what was going on. Like I feel like I was just very disconnected from my phone and from the world at the same time. Like mm-hmm. obviously I knew stuff that was going on with like the with like Corona and stuff. But I wasn't really keeping up on much else, if I'm being honest. Like, I was kind of just, like, taking a little break. Yeah. I mean, for me, nothing really happened in April besides my birthday, um, April 3rd. Period. That was really the only thing. But it was mad sad, like, obviously turning 20 in a pandemic, at home. Like, I remember when, in the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, my God, when we're on campus, I want to get a couple of us, let's go to brunch at Half Smoke. And my birthday was even on a Saturday. Right, I miss Half Smoke so much. Yes, it was on a Saturday or Friday this year. I was like, it'll be mad fun. And yeah, I was home doing nothing. I'm bored as hell. Upsetting. And then May was May came around. May came around. May was also my birthday, and I turned 20. Yes, ma'am. In my home. Oh. How did it feel for you turning 20? For me, birthdays are sort of like a weird thing. Like, I feel mm. like, I feel like I've, I, I don't hate my birthday and I don't want to sound like I hate it, but my birthday is <laughs> always like a weird time in my life because it's usually marked the end of like a school year or like around graduation mm-hmm. time. And I feel like around, like, May, things always get weird for me, like, with people or, like, people start getting weird, I feel like, because, like, a lot of stuff starts, like, happening in May. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Things just get weird. Um, But my birthday has always been sort of, like, a weird occasion to me. Like, obviously, I I don't hate celebrating it, but I also just feel, (laughs) like, uncomfortable. Um, Yeah, I get that. Because I also just feel weird when people give me presents, even though I love them. Or attention. Yeah. Even though I like it sometimes. <laughs> but I just feel like I just get uncomfortable with like that type of attention. And I'm just like, thanks, but like please stop. Exactly. <laughs> but like I like I feel like this year it wasn't like too bad because like obviously like the attention that I was getting like wasn't in person attention. It was like people texting me for my birthday mm-hmm. and like checking in. Um, which I did appreciate um for the people who did reach out. Um 
but yeah it was just like weird we just um since it was like nice and and it was kind of like beginning to be summer um my parents just like got me a cake and we just kind of like ate and like worked together so it wasn't anything like major but it was also kind of nice because I feel like I hadn't spent a birthday with my family in a really long time Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of just nice to celebrate with them yeah like how you were saying I don't really like obviously I'm appreciative and blessed to come to a new year but like I never really make a big fuss out of my birthday um just because I don't know I feel like nobody has ever made a big fuss out of my birthday so like nobody has done me like any surprise stuff or anything which you know if anybody wants to do in the future that would be nice I guess (laughs) but but like I don't know I feel like when turning 20 even though it was in a pandemic I think like when I turn a new age, I, I don't feel any different really. Everybody's like, "Oh, how do you feel now that you're 17, 19, or whatever?" I hate when people say that. I feel I the same. What am I supposed to feel? I still feel like I'm 16 or 17. <laughs> exactly. Like, I can't even wrap my mind around <laughs> the fact that I'm 20. Like I told my mom, and I'm like the oldest, and I was like, "Ma, can you believe that I'm 20 years old? Like you got a 20 year old daughter." And she was like, "Damn." I was like, "Yeah, ma, damn." <laughs> No, but when I turned 20, I did feel a change, which is weird. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm 20 now. But it was, I think, more so because we're in the pandemic and everything was happening. And, like, we had lost, like, Kobe, Gigi, and Pop Smoke by that time. And Pop Smoke, oh my is, God. he was wow. literally our age. Yeah. And so I think it kind of just made me more appreciative of life and opened my eyes. And I felt like I kind of have to take charge more in my life in this, like, new coming of age if that makes sense I, I i agree with that i kind of feel like i've always been uh, i feel like most of the time i feel like hmm, how do i phrase it like, <laughs> i feel like i'm a half impulsive person in the mm-hmm. fact that like before i do most things i do think about what i'm doing but like i'm also kind of a person who's kind of like fuck it and like just does stuff as well yeah yeah, yeah. So i feel like within this pandemic i sort of like I kind of want to get into the mindset of doing more stuff for myself and mm. also just doing more stuff for like my own enjoyment. And like, obviously exactly. that's not coming from a place where like, you know, I want to go crazy and do crazy shit, but like at the same time, kind of, yeah, like I kind of want to live shit? my life. Huh? I said, what kind of crazy shit would you do? I don't know, like travel more, like just enjoy my time. <laughs> like just looking back at like my time at GW, especially like my sophomore year, like, I feel like I was having a good time, but I also wasn't going out enough. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I spent a lot of time, like, in my room. And, By like, myself. Inside. And, like, obviously, that's not a problem. Like, I love having alone time. And, like, that's also good for my mental health and, like, self-care and all of that. But I just feel like there was a lot that I missed out on. And, like, now that I'm, like, at home and now that we've almost spent, we're about to spend the whole year at home, I'm, like... Like, I need to make sure that I'm taking advantage of the opportunities that I have and, like, mm-hmm. shit that's around me, you know? Yeah. Um, but also in May was, it was a very big month for it was a big month. Black people in the Black community in general because that was when the killing of George Floyd took place and also protests for his death and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor. So how did that kind of go for you? Like, that whole period, how did you feel? Honestly, it kind of took me back to high school Mm -hmm. when 
I can't remember exactly what had. Oh no, yeah, it took me back to high school when like the black. I don't know if it had started then, but it was like very big as well in high school. Um, mm-hmm. so the whole like Black Lives Matter movement, and it kind of just took me back to that time because like I just remember being at like a private school and like like dealing with white people who didn't necessarily <laughs> understand like their privilege and like. Uh, like why this was so important to us and like why this movement mattered and it kind of just frustrated me a bit because that was like what I don't even know how long ago that was like maybe four or five years I think I was a sophomore when all of that was happening so yeah probably like four or five years and I was just like like no matter how much we think as a society that we advance, like, we really don't, we're like, I feel like we're still dealing with the same bullshit, and, like, this shit is still happening, so, like, that, like, frustrated me and made me angry, but at the same time, I feel like it also motivates you to, like, do better and, like, to make sure that you're educated and, like, you know what's mm-hmm. going on because, like, at the end of the day, you have to fight for what you think is right and, like, fight for your rights, mm-hmm. even though I feel like it's unfortunate that we don't that we shouldn't have to because exactly basic human rights it should be innate it it shouldn't be something that's questionable at the end of the day like everybody is a human everybody deserves the same amount of respect like it's not fucking fair and i just feel like for me also i feel like once everything started going on like i feel like i was keeping myself informed like i knew of everything that was going on but then it started getting to the point where that was also um, affecting my draining. mental health and it was like draining me. And it's like, mm-hmm. like to me, it's kind of like a scale. Like you have to make sure you're taking care of yourself while also participating. And like, obviously, like you don't want to do something that's like a danger to your mental health and yourself because that's also not healthy. Yeah. For me, that period was, it was very weird. Um like, even the video of the killing of George Floyd, like, to this day, I have not seen it because I don't want to traumatize myself like that. But even, like, before this period, um, and I feel like in the past couple of years with, you know, all these murders and killings of innocent Black people, I've kind of numbed myself to it, which is sad to say, yes, but it's the truth. In a sense, and yes. it's been my coping mechanism. Yeah, because it's like... Like, I don't, uh, I don't want to say that I'm expecting it or something, but it's like when a new name pops up in the news, I'm like, it's just not, like, it's not surprising anymore because we know exactly it's happened. Like as unfortunate as it is, it's happened so many times already. And like too many, it shouldn't still be happening, but it fucking does. Exactly. Like I'm shocked, but I'm not surprised. And it was to the point where I was like, how you were saying, like, you want to obviously prioritize your mental health and it was. I wanted to be on my phone and be informed, but at the same time, I wanted to protect myself and protect my mental health. Mm-hmm. And so, but I couldn't, like, like I had to keep informed. I had to keep scrolling, seeing what everybody was posting or whatever. But I don't know, like, I really, I really numbed myself when I didn't, like, obviously it affected me, but I, I couldn't. I feel like I, I, I did it as a as a mechanism, as like protecting myself. Mm-hmm. So like if I let myself feel all these emotions about everything that's going on, I don't know the hole that I'm going to sink into because we're you already dealing with the pandemic. Going on at the moment. Exactly. It was way too much. We're, 
we're already dealing with too much with the pandemic with being home finishing school and I was like I can't have this other thing to also consume me and literally take all my energy emotionally I was like I had to withdraw myself from it and it was like obviously that stuff because it's like is literally your life like being a black person and it was to the point where I was like damn you know we're in a pandemic people are fighting to survive that way but we're also fighting to survive just being black no. walking down the street that itself is a pandemic doing our, ever as since- well like people exactly. were dying for doing nothing for no reason it- exactly and i was like we're tr- in that moment even still now but like during that time specifically we were fighting to survive in so many different ways and being a black person during that time i just remember like especially checking in with my friends a lot and always asking them like how are they feeling how are they like in my like family group chat with my mm-hmm. cousins and everything i remember like we would always just check in with one another because it was a lot being a black young adult and bro it was way too much and like like me being from new york like first mm-hmm. of that set off a whole new different thing in me because yo the way people were acting here in new york and some of the stuff was not new like i, I don't know if you know about dykeman but like it's basically in like manhattan but like closer to like the bronx and not like as close to downtown and it's basically like a community. It's mostly a Spanish community with um, like uh, like mostly minorities live there. Like a bunch of Dominican people, Puerto Rican people, um, black people also live there. Like it's just a community that's like that. And mm-hmm. bro, the stuff that was popping off on Twitter and Instagram that was coming from like Dominicans, bro, that was getting me so mad because it was so anti-black. And, like, the mm-hmm. problem is, is that people have this mentality, especially, like, Dominicans. I can't really speak for Puerto Ricans because I'm not Puerto Rican. And I mm-hmm. don't really know much about what goes on on that side. But, yo, they was wilding out. Like, excuse me, like, why are you saying that? Why are you boarding up your store, second of all? Nobody wants to steal from your store in Dykeman. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> second of all, like... Do you not realize that you are also black? Like, I just, Mm -hmm. there's so much anti-blackness in the black community and they fail to recognize that part of their identity and that part of their roots. And it just really frustrates me. Like, it really frustrates me. Going off of that, let's talk about performative activism for a minute. Not for too long, because I know that we can really get into it if we wanted to. Um, But... That whole Black Square Blackout Tuesday, people wanted to add Black Lives Matter to their bio for the month, you know, be cute or whatever. But nowadays, y'all are mad anti-black on platforms like TikTok, on Twitter, yeah, and TikTok whatnot. TikTok is looking and- mad anti-black because you really see, oh, D, you bro. Really see who's verified and who's getting all the likes and who's content exactly. even who's on the For You page. And exactly. TikTok is also mad problematic because they're using um um I don't know what the acronym stands for, but um AAV or AVE mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. AAVE. Um excuse me. African American vernacular English. That, do you even know what you're saying? And Bro. Where from? Like, yo, these white people need to stop. Get your own lingo. Bro, literally, okay. On that note, 
I saw a tweet yesterday of this um, person talking about, oh, it's a black um, woman. And they were like, white people need to understand that they can't be letting go snow when AAVE is not in style anymore. And it was a tweet directed at this um, white drag queen. And he was like, like, it is what it is. And like, it's the blank for me. Shouldn't be brought into 2021. First off, know your place as a white individual. Second off, how are you going to come and try to say what we can and can't say when it's not your... It's, it's not your slang. This was not for you in the first place. You came and took it Your from facts. Her. She don't even try to do that stuff. Like, oof. Bro, it's me so off. annoying. <laughs> and like, it's annoying. I literally saw a TikTok today that made me want to fucking throw up. Like, I had to get off the app because <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, clown shit. Fucking clown shit. It was this white girl. And you know how in Megan, she does like the eh sounds or whatever. Like, <laughs> or whatever. yeah. And I think it was, like, a compilation of her saying that. And obviously, like, it kind of relates to our conversation, and it doesn't at the same time. But it was literally just the whole video of this white girl doing that. And I was just like, that's so fucking cringe. Like, why? I'm so sorry, Megan, that that even happened. <laughs> Not why. <But> like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know when it happened, but the Megan and Tori thing. When did that happen? Was it like July, August-ish? It was like towards the end, of, a little bit towards the end of the, of I the year, like a little it bit. Happened. Or did it happen in the summer? It might have happened in the summer. Like July, August I think August-ish. it was in July. I, I think I should just searched it up and it was in July, I think. Yeah. Um, that was a whole... That was crazy. That, that, that could be a, an episode in itself. Yeah, actually, like just yeah, talking about how black women are treated. In itself. Yeah. Um, but on to August, that was, that was also, it was a weird month because that was when we were also preparing to go back to school, literally two weeks before we're going back, GW wants to be like, hee hee, we're virtual, like, what? GW, in my opinion, is so irresponsible for that because. And unprofessional. unprofessional because, bro, two weeks before, there was definitely conversations had before this. Like, you guys definitely know exactly. a while before that. And two weeks is not enough time to give a university of our size the information that late that we weren't going back to campus and to figure out who was going to be able to go back to campus, who was going to be able exactly. to apply. And people had to figure out what to do with their shit that they, that GW unknowingly packed up well, not unknowingly, mm. but like without our permission. But girl, exactly. In storage places, like bro, oh my goodness, like a mess, a whole mess. That in itself made me mad because also, are y'all gonna reimburse people for the people who didn't get refundable tickets and all of that stuff? And people literally, they had no other option. Like, I don't think GW understands that not everybody is privileged until the point where like. Okay, we're announcing that you can't go on campus, so we're just you all can just go everything's just fine and dancing. not everybody has that like, no. exactly. And I hate that they make assumptions like that because, bro, everybody's living experience is not the same. Like there are people who live at school for a reason. Like exactly, like school is home for them. It is. That's 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 their truth. But also in August was this is also on a very side so note sad. Chadwick Boseman's death. That, that along with Kobe's is that was so uh, crazy. I've been calling Chadwick for a while. To me, like I can't exactly remember how it happened, but I went on social media and I saw that, and I was like, "What? Like nobody knew yeah. this man was sick. 
like it was just exactly. out of nowhere and like it honestly just made me so sad because like looking back at all his work and like everything that he's done like like I feel like mm-hmm. it was a lot for the black community like he did so much and it just was. like looking at Black Panther and the impact that that had like mm-hmm. like I that have one no words me, like, like I have no brick. words like I remember crying when I heard Oh, yeah. Literally, he was on my mind consecutively ever since I heard that for, like, weeks. Because I've been following his work for a minute. Like, I think, I don't even know when, but in the early 2000s, he was on this show called Lincoln Heights. And I really loved that show. And since then, I started to follow him as an actor. And so I watched him in that. I watched him in 42 and a bunch of different movies and shows and everything. So when I heard that, I think also because of, like, how sudden it was, nobody knew he was sick. It just, it was crazy. And it was also so heartbreaking because months prior, people were talking talking about his appearance. appearance. And that's why. And you really never know what somebody's going through. Nobody's appearance, no matter what. Like, I hate when people do that. Like, that shit is so disrespectful to me. Like, you never know what somebody has going on or if they're having health issues or like that's mm-hmm. just a big hit to their self-esteem like you shouldn't be talking or commenting on anyone's appearance like i'm pretty sure half of y'all wouldn't like it if somebody was out here talking shit about the way y'all look exactly but that that was crazy and just to see how it affected everybody was insane because like how you said he was like him creating Black Panther like not creating but like him starring in Black Panther and being Black Panther was such a pillar in the Black community and I remember even when Black Panther came out like the way everybody came together people were at the movie showing out coming in their costumes and like their traditional African that attire was so lit. Like, I remember and then that, for him, and I think that was yeah I think that was in 2018 so our senior year right or no 2018 or 2016, I can't remember. Oh my god, we have to search this up. I have no concept of time. (laughs) I think it was 2016. I could be lying. No, it was 2018. Oop. Yeah, so our senior year. Oh my god, that was so crazy. Yeah, but his death was... That was also a very low low for this year. But do you want to talk about September? Because... To write inside a hot dog, what you say was um, I just remember it, um, when RG, yeah, RBG died. Um, I was like sad because I feel like she's done a lot for like the betterment of women, and then obviously like her position in the Supreme Court, and then now we have this nasty ass. <laughs> what is it? This woman whose name will not be mentioned. Yeah, I'm not giving her no clout. Um, <laughs> and also then, um, what was happening was the California fires. And I just remember being so mm. astounded, like, with the pictures. It felt like the world was point, ending like, when was that happened. I was overwhelmed, like, over, fucking over. What more could like, happen? There was just so much going on at that time. Like, I feel like so many people were dying because of corona and COVID and then this shit in California is happening and like obviously like the fires there aren't anything new but like to the extent that they were happening this mm-hmm. year like people were literally seeing photos like across the country of the effect that that had on the environment 
people would see smoke and like have dark skies and other like, things because of the fires like in California. I can I can never say this fucking word. Post apocalyptic. 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 How the heck do you say that word? Apocalyptic. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> oh my god. How do you say that word? Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. No, there. Isn't there an ass? Yes, but not in that version of the word. It's oh like my god. apocalypse. But... <laughs> okay, continue. But yeah, sorry. We had a little uh-huh. brain fart there. Um, no, but yeah, <laughs> I just remember being so scared. I was just like, yo, this just feels like the end of the world. Like, I have to prepare myself. It was like, honestly, I was looking at the point where I was like, what else? What else can oh happen my in god, 2020? I'm not when surprised. That shit came out, and this was more like, I feel like this was earlier. But like when everything came out about those murder hornets, murder. I was yes. so, first of all, I don't even like any <laughs> bugs or insects. And I saw that, I was like, nah, nah, that's it. I think that was in like Washington or something. That was also crazy. And I was like, of course, on top of everything that's going on, this is why mm-hmm. y'all should stay at home. Okay, so back onto October. Um, yeah, that's when Miss Ari released Positions. And that was really like a highlight because me and you weren't stands. We, I like I listened to her music obviously a little bit, but not a lot, a lot. But I remember when that album came out and we were listening to it at the same time the night was released, and we're like, hmm, hmm. And Miss Ari was doing a little something, something. Nah, like, her literally... album was fire. I'm, I'm not like an Ari stand, but I've always been like a big fan. Like I've like listened to almost everything that she has. Like I've been listening to her music for a good minute now, but like, mm-hmm. yo, that album was just so good. Like. She really did that. She really did that. She did. And it was a no-skip album. It really wasn't. But on a lower note, um, I remember in October hearing about, like, the SARS in Nigeria and, like, how people were, like, dying and being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. That was also, um, that was also crazy. Because, like, like, it, it's so different, like, the government here and then also in Africa. Like, I'm not from Nigeria, so I can't really and know exactly how their government functions. But I just know, like, in general, African governments are very corrupt. And they don't look out for the people the way that they should do it. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, like I remember when, like, the incident happened at Loki, the Loki Gate. And it was, like, y'all are giving these people a curfew, literally... <laughs> minutes before it's curfew time and y'all are turning off the lights in the whole city how are these people supposed to find their way back home how are these exactly. people supposed to get That's there crazy. in time meanwhile y'all are shooting people and killing innocent people like mad people lost their lives people lost limbs and it was like when you're asking the government for help but like when they were asking i don't know if it's their prime minister or whatever but when they're asking for answers y'all can't even give answers who turned off the lights y'all can't tell the people who did that I remember people from GW, um, I don't remember if they're part of ASA or another organization, but they went to the embassy of Nigeria in DC and they were talking to like the lady who was in charge there who was acting as the interim um, ambassador. Mm-hmm. And she literally could not give answers. Like it was like 20 or 30 minutes of her like rambling on about, she, she couldn't, like she was, she would kept stuttering. And I was like, it was, I don't know. It just shows how little value um, some governments hold for their citizens. No, that was disheartening. And it's like, 
it's like a clear violation of human rights. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it was just once again another fucked up thing that happened in 2020. Yes, ma'am. And then in November, who child? Who? Fucking election season. Big yikes. Big yikes. Um, I was excited. Um, on a high Excited? Night. It was my first time voting. voting. Not yeah. my first time voting, but like my first time voting in like a national slash presidential election. So mm. I was excited about that. Um, excited about exercising my right to vote. And I got Brilliant. the chance to vote with my family. So that was pretty exciting for me. Um, but on a lower note, this big... Uh, Oompa Loompa, you don't know. Like, this man, yo, he doesn't make sense. He's like those people that he be playing a game and then tries to use the rules in his favors, but when the rules fuck him over, it's a problem. Mm, exactly. A problem. Now you want to be chatting it up. And now I for a remember- quick second, I got scared that it was about to be some shit that happens in like South America where like people be turning over into like dictatorships and they really don't want to leave power yeah that shit is scary bro like how are you saying it was very fulfilling to like obviously vote for the first time in the election but i just remember like usually with every election we hear but like every election that like i've been old enough which was basically this one um trump's and obama's like you hear about it the night of and so for this one to not hear about it the night of and for it to like literally be dragged out into the next week was insane. Like Yo, how the anxiety we even... that I had because exactly. I was just like like I was kind of just at the point where I was like, Yo, I really just want Trump out of office. Like this man, like like I And I was like, like, how would you focus on anything else? Like we were still doing school at that time. Meanwhile, we don't even know who's president. And I was no, like, literally. what? And, like, to me, it was kind of just, like, like, I feel like looking at everything on Twitter, like, people were saying, like, um, like, obviously, like, in his presidency, like, he really didn't do much. Like, he mm-hmm. could have done more damage. But I feel like it's greater than that. Like, I feel like there are policies that he put in that are fucking uh, horrible, horrendous, racist, mm-hmm. and sexist. The people who he has put in power and has put... and. Am I even speaking correct English? You are, you are, you are. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes <laughs> my brain literally just like something goes wrong. Um, and like the people who he has put in like powerful positions, like that, even once he leaves, like those people are gonna stay there and that impacts us. Like I feel like people really don't get it. And at the same time, it's like everything that he represents, like he is a racist, he is a sexist, like and the people who had to have been saying America that right now, like that's who you want to represent America again for another four years. And like, while Mr. Joe Biden isn't, isn't the best, isn't like he isn't our best choice. But it's like, what else do we have? Like for me, mm-hmm. he just could not be in office anymore. Like I just couldn't. No, but the people who were saying that he didn't do as bad, it was because what he was doing wasn't affecting their livelihood. It's because the people who they care about aren't immigrants, aren't LGBT. But actually, all that shit exactly. with, uh, with uh, was this happening? I think that was happening in the quarantine, no? Or th- I, uh, maybe it was before the quarantine. My timeline is like messed up, but like all these kids in cages and, mm-hmm. and that was these, before and that was these before. camps like yo that's ridiculous like what 
No, that was. And also, like how you how, how you were saying, like that's who you you want representing America. Girl, sad to say that that is America. Like that, those are the people who are in America. He was just like I don't know how to say it, but it's like I don't know how to word it. But the somebody being a bigot, somebody who's racist, that is America. That is American values. That's what this country was built off of. And so I wasn't like surprised that that like the votes and everything were that close. I wasn't surprised either. But it was just it, it it's it's really crazy and it's tiring and it's draining because it's like dang. To me it's like, like kind a- of a mix because I don't know, like for me it's like I feel like those are American values. But then at the same time, like, I feel like we do have some good American values. Like, looking at other... Name me one. Huh? Name me one. I don't know. I'm not saying this right, but <laughs> it's like looking at other countries, like, you can see, like, how much of a fucked up country we saying. are. But you see certain areas that we are good in and, like, certain spurts of goodness. Like, obviously, America isn't fucking perfect, and I will never, ever say that in my whole entire fucking <laughs> life. I will never say that. Period. But, like, you can see certain areas that, like, we are, like, doing good or, like, we can do some good. But it's just, like, to me, it was just, like, the way the rest of the world was looking at us was, like, we were a fucking joke. Because we are. We are a joke. We are. <laughs> No, that that whole period was crazy. And then that was like towards, you know, the end of November. So we're going into December and like we were winding down, having finals. And it was the end of the semester. And that was, it was chaotic. But it was also like, obviously like once we finished, like the weight off my shoulders was so great. And I remember literally texting you about like, bro, I feel so happy after submitting my last assignment. And it was so like such a small thing, but I was like, it was there wasn't this pressure anymore, and like having to wake up every single day doing the same thing over and over again, like the same routine, going on to Zoom, going through assignments, reading books, da 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 da, doing this, that, and the third. And I'm like, it, it just felt so great to finally be done with all of that stuff. I just for me, it was like, uh, it was like weird because I feel like this was one of the semesters that I was like taking a lot of classes that were like towards my major and my minor so I wasn't Mm -hmm. really like not saying that the classes that I was taking weren't classes that I wasn't I wasn't interested in but these were like more required classes and to me like I feel like I was expecting a lot more out of my classes and like to enjoy them a lot more than I did but like being Mm. home like made it hard but what also made it hard was like some of these teachers like they were really Mm, impossible to reach like had uh, like expectations were unclear like could not teach were honestly just a mess and like you know I completely understand and I was trying to be understanding of some teachers because like uh, this is a new era like this was really new to them but it was also new to us and like the fact that because you weren't organized and because you were a mess like was mm-hmm. a problem but on top of that the bigger problem was that you were being inconsiderate thank you thank you so it was just because kind of it was frustrating so ugh. they were talking about some I know it's hard times I know that we're in a pandemic we're dealing with stuff that we never dealt with 
okay, ma'am, you're the hard times. You're making it more difficult. You're doing the most and what's unnecessary and adding more stress onto us. And it's like, are you not recognizing it or are you just choosing to ignore it on purpose? I can't even lie. Like my favorite class, and I'm so glad I took this class with this man. Like I will forever <laughs> ride hard for this class and this man because like I feel like this subject isn't one that interests other people, but like to me, like I really enjoyed it. But I also really mm-hmm. enjoyed this professor because he was just fucking amazing, like so considerate, like the way that he like I don't think he changed around much in his syllabus, but like the way that, I don't know, like the way he just approached the semester and the way that he was so welcoming and so considerate was like just really amazing to me. And like, I really enjoyed that class. Um, Mr. Anderson? Yes, Mr. Professor Anderson. Like he really did that. (laughs) And I really wish he taught another class. Um, I think he teaches a lot more grad classes, but I wish I could take another class with him because I just like really enjoyed it. So I am glad that I took that class and I am glad for that class. Um, but yeah, December was kind of a bit of a crazy month for me. Um, uh, especially like dealing with finals and the end of the semester, um, my mom had to get surgery and it isn't something that's commonly done in the U S. Um, and it isn't often covered by insurance. Um, so that I had to travel back to DR for her to get surgery. So that was kind of just hectic in itself because DR is kind of uh, DR is kind of a mess when I talk about <laughs> DR. Like that's my homeland and I love DR, but um, they are just kind of a mess when it comes to things. And it is very similar um, to like how you were saying how like a lot of like African countries are corrupt. Like DR mm-hmm. is full of corruption in the government. Like currently, like when I was over there, people were on trial and a few people had committed suicide because like new evidence came out against them and so yeah kind of just like craziness um but yeah with everything and the pandemic like it was just kind of scary traveling especially given that she had to undergo a medical procedure and I was also just kind of scared because my mom was getting surgery and if anything had gone wrong then I kind of would have been alone in the country I mean I had like I was yeah. family in the country but like, I kind of would have had to had to deal with everything on my own. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, thankfully, everything went well. But I also had to deal with uh, um, taking care of her and everything, taking care of her and everything while also trying to deal with classes and finals. And like, yeah. uh, uh, I can't find the word for it right now, but kind of like flaky internet and electricity. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of just very stressful, <laughs> but um yeah, that's done. I'm home now. And yeah, it was kind of a nice little like break because I hadn't seen to get out of the country. Not even that, but just like seeing family over there that I hadn't seen in years. And like mm-hmm. just talking to them and like the lifestyle over there is like so different compared to here. Like it was just so lax. And at least like in the part of the country where like I live and where I have family, it's like uh, near Santiago. But it's mm-hmm. very like, uh, um, how do I say? It's, I don't even know how to explain the word, but it's not like rural, but it's like kind of similar to that. But like, it's like farmish. Like, yeah, a little bit. Um, it's like farmish with like city, like kind of like mm. a mix of that. Kind of like a town, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. so it's just like very different, like very calm, like things are very like not a be like very dissimilar to New York so yeah it was kind of nice to have a change 
But now we're going to go into doing our highs and lows of the year. Um, I think we should just state them and then get into it a little bit because our low is the same. Yeah. Um, that way we can vent. Yeah. You want to go but... first? Okay. I'll go first. Um, my low is not being able to study abroad in London. Same. Um, and my high, I would say, is um, officially starting my YouTube channel. Um, that has been amazing, just, like, having that creative outlet and, like, having that platform to just kind of, like, be myself and also, like, especially, like, in the pandemic, have a form of self-expression. I, I don't know if that's, like, the word that I'm really looking for, but, like, how I was saying, like, having a place to kind of just talk and be productive, I would say, and also, like, personal growth. Um, for me, I feel like I growed a lot in 2020 I've learned a lot in 2020 like even before we got home and this pandemic started like in the beginning of the year like you know being on campus learning about different friends the way people move how it's funny and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. that's that's going to tie into our episode about protecting your energy and setting boundaries which I'm very excited for but yeah, I just learned to kind of like prioritize what I want and be selfish to a degree where it's like I'm the type of person where it's hard for me to say no to people. I'm a very like a yes person because I don't want to disappoint people. And also like I always think kind of like the golden rule typically um, treat others how you'd want to be treated. And so I'm like, okay, this person is asking me to do this. Would they do it for me? Maybe not. But would I want them to do it for me? Yes, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got what you're Does it? Okay, exactly. So, like, that's kind of, I don't know, I've kind of learned to prioritize, prioritize myself and do what makes me happy instead of settling, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got what you're saying. For me, my lows were, like Esme said, not studying abroad, um, I've been like dying to study abroad like we were supposed to go our we were supposed to go our fall of yeah basically this semester that just passed um it was actually something that um we've been planning for a year yeah and it was something that we had planned with some of our other friends basically in the beginning of our sophomore year like this wasn't just something that came out of nowhere. Like, I knew that I wanted to, at least me, I know I wanted to do this, like, my freshman year. Like, I've always been fascinated, and I always liked London, and I always wanted to, like, mm-hmm. spend the semester abroad there. So, like, this has been, like, highly disappointing for me because I can't even go any time. I can't even go my senior year um, just mm-hmm. because I have other things going on. So, um, disappointed about that. Um, but also, I was having health problems um nothing related to covid but i was just having issues um so that was kind of like a bit frustrating for me to navigate because like it was very difficult to do stuff with doctors and like deal with hospitals because of everything with covid um which i totally understand but it was just frustrating and to this day it's still something that i'm dealing with um And my high would be, um, I don't know, I just think that for me, just like looking at my time, like, 
I feel like I've had a lot of downtime and like this can also kind of be like a low for me um Mm -hmm. but I just feel like I haven't had like a true downtime where like I like spent a lot of time relaxing like I haven't had that like since before I started high school I think maybe even even before middle school like I've always been a person who's like been very active and has always like had a million billion things to do like I've always been present and like orgs um like working wise so like this has been truly it's been a truly different time and I like truly had to adapt to it because I'm not working like the only thing that I had was school and that was only for a few months and then I had the summer so um it's definitely been interesting to see how I like spend my downtime and like figuring out what to do because I've always had stuff to do. Um, but I also think something that I've definitely come to appreciate, even though it can be a bit annoying and a bit of a noose. No- no? Nuisance? Yes, that's the word. Um, <laughs> is spending time with family. Um, like I said before, like this is like the first time in a really long time that I've like fully been home and like living at home. So it's been nice to like really spend time with my family, especially at like this time in my life because I feel like this will truly be one of the last times that I will be here for that long like I feel like after finishing college like I might be here for a bit but like who knows what the future holds but like after that like that's when you really start to like start your life and like move out and like live on your own or like live with your friends so I'm really just trying to appreciate my time here because I know that I won't be here and hopefully won't be here for that long um, after I graduate. Um, Not hopefully. But yeah, I think that's basically been it. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of weird looking at like different things. Like I feel like this year has gone by so slow, but I also feel like it flew by so fast because I literally had no concept of time during this Mm -hmm. long ass like quarantine and lockdown. The days mesh together. No, literally the months all mesh together. (laughs) Um, but now it is time for our weekly music recommendations. Do you want to go first? Yes. Um, I Like I said, I kind of have a, a very wide variety of music taste. Um, so this week, um, I feel like I was listening a lot to The Neighborhood. They released an album recently. Um, and I don't know, I really liked it. Um, so uh Two of the songs that I'm going to recommend, because I can never solely pick one, is going to be Stargazing and Lost in Trans- Lost in Translation by them. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, for me, I would say um, Champion by Maverick Music City, um, which is a, like a Christian group. They kind of like perform music live. Um, but I would say Maverick, I mean, not Maverick, I'd say Champion because that song has definitely been on repeat like these past couple of weeks. And it's been very, very empowering to listen to um, like transitioning into this new year. It has made me very hopeful at the same time of like what's to come and kind of like, I don't know, hopeful of like that I'm going to get a lot of opportunities and that this is going to be a very great year. Let's hope that 2021 looks better than 2020 because that was just, I have no words. For real, for real. Um, but our group, not group, 
both of our recommendations, like the one that we've come to, contested, con- well, cut that out, scrap. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the recommendation that we both want to give is Good Days by SZA. It's definitely been on repeat. I'm like, but that's, when I listened to it, I was like, wait, haven't I already heard this song before? Like, didn't it, it was leaked to know? Um, I don't even know, because I remember hearing the song on TikTok, and it was just like an audio on there for the longest, but I think it was leaked. But everybody was just like, oh my god, the song is like so good. Um, But yeah, then she released it, and it's fucking fire. I just learned a dance that they have on TikTok for it, and oof. You learned the dance? Yeah. Actually, is it a good days? <laughs> I think it's a good days remix. No, it's yeah, but no, there's another song too that um, has been circulating. Yeah. No, there's there's another song that's been circulating on TikTok that's unreleased, and like she was talking about it in her story, being like, "Oh, um, uh, she was like, dang, y'all are already hitting this song up or whatever. Like, I need to hurry up and release it and whatnot." But Good Days has definitely. It's been a mood booster too, and like her vocals, like Miss Mamie, to hurry up and drop her album. Stop playing games, sister. Not literally. But thank y'all so much for staying tuned for this video. It's definitely been a long one, but I feel like it's been very productive. Not productive. That's not. I feel like it's been real. Yes, it's been very real, especially like with our emotions and everything that we've gone through and. 2020, the year that will not be spoken about anymore. Oh my god, I saw this <laughs> tweet. Um, and I also think Nella mentioned it in a video that I was watching, but it was like, my children better not mention 2020. Yeah, like don't uh, ever bring up that year in my house. <laughs> literally PTSD when thinking not about literally. it in the future. But make sure to stay tuned to follow us on our social media platform. Um, it is Dear Diary Podcast underscore on Instagram. Like, follow, do all of that good stuff. And we will see y'all and talk to y'all very, very soon. Thank you for listening. And we hope to see you next week. <laughs>